the third installment of the beloved Space Odyssey franchise, has left fans eagerly awaiting its release. And we couldn't be more thrilled to dive deep into the galaxy of emotions, actions, intriguing characters that writer-director James Gunn has created. Today we have Steve Saxon, a DP out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He'll be joining us. We'll discuss some of the narrative aspects of this film. And so you need to grab your drink of choice, sit back, and prepare to embark on an interstellar journey with the Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Welcome back to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. And hey, today we've got this incredible film we're going to be talking about, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And we've got some special guests here today to, to help us understand this film and dig into it. Um, one of our guests here is Steve Saxon. Welcome on board, Steve. Thank Steve, you. Thank uh, you. Great to be here. Great DP out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Worked on a lot of different movies and done tons of behind the scenes stuff and we're glad to have him uh we have our host here also we've got uh laura truman garter hanging out here hello what's up clarice <laughs> uh, hello clarice garter it's, it's it's gardener but you don't have to add that part you just call me truman if you want to yeah. uh put your and we got Patrice. Oh, sorry, Patrice. Uh, we've got Patrick G. Keenan here in his new look. So uh, if everyone's looking, he's got a different hairstyle today, and it's makes you know they can't years see younger. Kids. Yeah, ten years younger. <laughs> uh, but don't look at him; he's incognito. Right. And we've got Carlisle Squeaker Hamrick hanging out down in Atlanta today. Hey. 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 That's my podcast. And then we've got uh, another special guest that we're actually allowing to come back again. We felt so bad that we were uh, telling him he would never be back for another 10 years. So we got Jonathan Bedford hanging out in Atlanta, too. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me back, guys. Glad to be here hanging out with Mr. Sex. So anyway, we came here to talk about a film. So let's get into it. And <laughs> yeah, let's talk I'm, about it. Is that the premise of this podcast? <laughs> That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say right <laughs> off the bat, let's start off with Laura Truman. Laura, tell us. Oh, what don't you, start with me. Don't let, start with me. Let's, no. let's, let, tell us what you thought. And, and we'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Then, <laughs> have we said the movie yet, Ken? Have we even? Yep. Yeah. If you were listening, that was the first thing we let off with. And he said it really slow too. He was like, "Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> Volume Three. I wasn't paying attention, man. Oh, Neither are man. the listeners. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to start off with this question to you. I want to ask you what you thought of the film. But mm-hmm. first, start off and say if you've seen the first all three films or if this is the first one, because everybody's going to come with a different approach on this. OK, not everybody here has seen all the three volumes of this um, and just let us know where you're at. And then that way we can kind of move forward going from there. So, OK, so uh, I, I'm one of those people. Um, I thought I had seen the second one. I did not. 
see the second one. Uh, so I did uh, fill myself in quickly with a synopsis on the way. Um, but yeah, it, even though I wasn't thoroughly up to speed on the story and everything happening in the story, it was a fun movie, very enjoyable. There's a lot of um, animal cruelty that I wasn't expecting. Um, so yeah, like there was, it was, it was long. Um, <laughs> we can dig into that later. We'll dig yeah, into that part. Yeah. Uh, miss somebody else go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve, tell us, uh, your thoughts and if this is your, well, first you know, I, I, I had not seen the first two, but I <gasps> did enjoy this third one. I did. Uh, I, I'm this, I mean, Long story, it's not my really cup of tea, but I will say that this movie was great. I enjoyed it very, very, very much. Uh, it was a very entertaining. It was nonstop. There was no dull moment, no slowdown whatsoever. Uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, I'm glad they make use of the music that they do, uh, bringing some 70s rocks and 80s rocks into the soundtrack is great. Um, it really uh, pushes things along with that music. Um no, there were some cool things, and I really liked the raccoon uh, rocket. Um, very good, very good premise. Everything was great, you know, to to uh, enjoy the whole premise of the movie. Um, it was long, yes, but it did move. That two and a half hours moved. Uh, it, did. it did. Usually, I used I usually have to take a bathroom break, but <laughs> I did. I, I didn't, and I got through it, and it was great. Um, the, the effects were great. Uh, the acting I enjoyed, and I enjoyed the different characters that they had. Um, I found uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, Groma, Groma. What was the name? Gamora. 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 <laughs> it's just great. I liked her very much. Um, it, yeah, and I liked how they looked at each other. You know, the sister, and they go, <clears throat> you know, they <clears throat> growl at each other. You know. Yeah. Well, so, we have that uh, here on the show, so we can understand yeah. that side of it. So, uh, um, <laughs> Patrick, what was your thoughts on it? And tell us uh, whether you've seen one, two, three. Or of course, I've seen the other two. I'm a comic book nerd. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed this one. I thought everyone shined in it at one point or another. Like Steve said, it really moved i did have to go to the bathroom and i'm like i will go as soon as there's a slow like as soon as it slows down and it didn't slow down so my bladder almost exploded all over the theater <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good time uh but no i think it was a great way to end the uh end the series i mean the characters still exist for you know if they want to yeah. use them but i know a lot of them want to move other stuff uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And granted, it veers away from the, uh, a lot of the comic book stuff. We could talk about that later, but it's uh, it's still really fun and enjoyable. It worked very nicely with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hey, Squeaker, how about you? So I feel like you could kind of just copy and paste Steve's comments to mine. Control C, Control V, man. That's like I feel the same way. It's it was it was fun. It was you know, it was. Uh, <laughs> Like it was. That sounded so okay. stupid, Squeak. I know. <laughs> but, um, but tell me I, you didn't know exactly what you were saying. Yeah. He practiced that for like half an I hour. Did. We worked on it before. I was like, Control V. <laughs> um, 
but no, I had not seen either of the first two and I, I did not really feel like, I mean, I'm sure for the people who have seen them, they were probably like, you didn't know this. You didn't know that. But for the story itself, I didn't feel like I'd really, I really missed anything. Um, you kind of caught on quick what happened to Gamora and how she doesn't remember things and to kind of explain that. And I, yeah, I thought it was fun. A lot got real shooty at times and, um, yeah, you're right, Laura. There's some animal stuff going on, but I feel like we can talk about the end later. But it all kind of worked out, and yeah, I, I liked it. It was fun. And for uh, those listeners, um, if you're on a Mac, that would be Command V. Oh. Um, so <laughs> just in case you didn't know what that that Control V was for the <laughs> other other confused. other host, hostile uh, people in the society there. So, um, Jonathan, what's your thoughts on it? And tell us uh, same things. Yeah. Um, Man, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of hitting the nail on the head around the table here is uh, nonstop energy the whole time, never a dull moment. I tell you, it did have a different vibe from the first two. I have seen all three jumping around here. But yeah, you know, I thought the first two definitely had, I don't know, more of a feel good that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe that you kind of grow to love with the first two. Felt like it was a little different in this overall, but hitting on what Patrick said. I feel like all the characters were definitely in their stride in this film. And uh, it was, it was a good send off. So yeah, I enjoyed it. We'll get into more details as we go. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I, I personally, I enjoyed this one. I think it was a completely different energy to this one than, than the previous ones. Um, and uh, I, I love though, the heart that this one brought, um, I know there's lots of tears in the theater, you know, as, as they were watching this, um, Patrick that was right beside me watching it at the theater, I, you know, I kept looking over, I couldn't tell if he was crying or if he had to go to the bathroom, but he, two things were going on. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that, that in my back, <laughs> so, so, I had a lot going on. Yeah. He had a lot going on that day. Emotions. Um, but, uh, but I think it was, you know, it's it a solid film and, and it's, and it stayed right in the vein of where the other two, which I think we're all, I think this is, I think this is a great trilogy. The three, I, you know, I, I hope that this would be not be the end of it and there would be some spinoff of it or something. Um, so hopefully that will happen and this not be, uh, the final version. So, cause it's too good. a It's too good. a um, process uh, and film. So, um, let's get into like the story itself. So, okay, let's go. What? Uh, first of all, who, what's your favorite character here? Steve's drinking. Yeah, what's your favorite? Well, let's get right to that. Let's skip that. What's everybody drinking today? So, oh, yeah. So, tell us what you're drinking, and uh, oh. there you go, Steve. What what you got over there going on? Oh, we got some red blend. We got some uh, Italian wine here, red blend. Nice, so fancy. Yeah. And who's that from? <laughs> Italy. Boone's Farm? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, Post, actually, Postco. there's actually a name on the bottle. It'll tell you where. Oh, there's a name? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's um, it's called uh, Monterosa. It's okay. Tuscan Red Blend from uh, Italy. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what you got going on over there? Fruit smash. Fruit smash. <laughs> Fruit smash. <laughs> some hard nice. cider going on. <laughs> Fruit yeah. smash. It's like uh, hard seltzer <laughs> with fruit juice in it. Perfect, perfect. Patrick, what's going on on your side? Well, I have water and I can't reach it. Okay. Oh, oh that's that's a serious adult just problem now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just staring at it, hoping I could hydrate from a distance. There we go. I don't think that's going to work for you. You haven't taught Anubis yet to mm-hmm. get things for you? <laughs> yeah. Dude, she was just trying to 
dig in a piece of glass like she was looking <laughs> through glass and pawing at it so i don't think she's going to be learning a lot of you need an iv a drip yeah I, I do need a drip he's got a drip <laughs> hey trust me i've had the drip nobody wants that <laughs> <laughs> that would be a first for the podcast to be like i'm actually drinking an iv tonight yeah. <laughs> i'm God. actually doing the uh podcast from the er and <laughs> have a little saline going on uh feeling good what are you drinking, Kent? Oh, I've got a little uh, Woodford Reserve, a little straight oh. bourbon whiskey here. Uh, so, yeah, mm. nice little smooth blend. Uh, Squeaker, what you got going on over there? So I've got whiskey out of a weird bottle that I don't even know if oh. it has a name on it. So, you know, like in movies when the rich guy has like his own bar in his office with like a real fancy bottle of whiskey. This is the opposite of that. This is like it's a the, poor, the poor man's version of that. That's, that's the, it co- looks thick. That's the <laughs> Costco version right there, man. I like it. You can but make good, anything yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, awesome, yeah, I don't I guess, know what kind it is. I guess, I guess uh, Jonathan, you're drinking the same thing there, right? Uh, I'm actually still drinking the $6 bottle of Crystal Geyser Natural Alpine Spring Water from oh. the Guardians, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three that we watched today. Six dollars. Oh, oh, okay. It's like yeah. six dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth that. It makes but the movies yeah, it deem it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys just came from the theater. So anyway, back to the to the movie. Um, okay, this is being a trilogy. I think this film still stands on its own and it kind of has a, it can, you could watch it individually and we see that people resonate with it. Whether you watch one, two or three, they, each one stands on the own. Who is your favorite characters in this film? Because there's some interesting characters and I have a feeling one is going to run away with it, but let's just throw it out there and we'll start Laura. We'll start back with you. I like Mantis. I think I think Mantis is adorable and she has this like super special power that's not violent. And I really like that. And she's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. And I like the her relationship with Drax. It's like it's so nice. I think she did a great job too. It's like uh making that character, you know, believable as well as, you know, you you kind of respond to her emotions in it. So yeah nice thing uh patrick how about you that is such a hard question because i like all the characters uh i I even like the addition of uh the high evolutionary who's from the comic books uh adam warlock from the comic books he did he did do a great Mm -hmm. job we'll go in the reverse the only character i just still haven't embraced is craglin who (laughs) took over yondu's uh arrow and his thing and i mean it's sean sean gunn's brother but uh james gunn's brother james gunn who did it sean gunn. oh he is sean, sean gunn. Gunn. <laughs> he uh it's just a character that i'm not familiar with from the comics and it's just kind of like all right well he's a little extraneous to me but uh i love everyone i love mantis i love drax i love uh rock i love cosmo cosmo was oh, awesome cosmo yeah uh so yeah i'm all over i, I like them all Okay, good. Uh, Saxon, what's what's up with you on that? Uh, yeah, I like you know Gamora, and I like Nebula. I like uh, Rocket, um, and I'm like kind of like Patrick. I like most of everybody, but uh, I mean those those people stood out to me a lot. Um, the one that was kind of like a shocker, like you know this um, this so uh, Sylvester Stallone came out of nowhere. What was that all about? Oh yeah, yeah. he was in the yeah. second one. Uh, 
you guys, anyway, you no. guys need to watch the second one. I, I was about to explain it, and it would have been like a half hour explanation. <laughs> but there's <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and it's his. Kind of like every one of Patrick's explanations, a half hour later, we've got it. So. <laughs> Well, but at least I can say a sentence under a minute. Uh, So the deal is Sylvester Stallone and the Ravagers that he hangs out with in the comic book world. Those were the original guardians of the galaxy. So the guy looks like a diamond Martin X. Uh, They're they're It's just a nod to the original guardians of the galaxy. Uh, And yeah, he was kind of pointless there. I don't know why. Stallone was there yet again. That's two movies now. He's I mean, it was like, like like it was two points in the beginning and end. That's Stallone. That's yeah, he was a, he he was exposition man at that one point. All right, so we're not going with you, but you got to go in and get the curriculum and the decoder. And it's like you know, it took a hundred takes because Stallone is probably what the fuck is this I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also in Suicide Squad, the second one is yeah. Killer Shark, King Shark, the and, Shark. Know, let's talk about the guy uh Philion. Uh is his real name is Philion. He plays Nathan. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Philion. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he was kind of funny. Yeah. He in was he's he's good and funny. Suit. This is his third Guardians movie, and this is the most we've actually seen of his face. The yeah, first I mean, two he played other characters. That wart looking suit that he's playing what's that all about oh because i think those suits are so that you could navigate through the bioengineered headquarters of the high evolutionaries company oh we're talking about the testicle suits now (laughs) yes in in the big gooey place just tons yeah right testicle suits everywhere well you know got a ride who was the purple lady i didn't know her name the purple lady that they held a gun to, and oh, we don't know her. Oh, yeah. uh, we all know her. She she's new a, to this. Week. She's just yeah. She's uh, an employee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you did you fancy her, Steve? Well, I mean, uh, no, the makeup was nice. The makeup was. <laughs> yeah, she was not on my dating app. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, space Tinder. Yeah, space Tinder. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh, wasn't that a great scene where you know they're out there and they're pushing the buttons and he starts having that conversation with Gamora, you know, about you know, don't you love me? Don't you love me? Kind of thing. And everybody heard it, you know. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what a great, great scene. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jonathan, how about you? Uh, who's your favorite? Man, I, I tell you, I really like the entire the entire crew, but um, or cast, but the um. I guess my standout was going to be Drax. I love him. I love him in all three. I just think he's hilarious. He's got just amazing comedic timing throughout the whole trilogy. Uh, And he just really lived up to it again in this third volume. So he was my overall favorite. Love me some Star-Lord. Love me, uh, you know, some Rocket, Groot. I mean, you name it. I love them all. But he's the one that just, every time he got on the screen, I was just waiting for, you know, the comedic the comedic moment and uh yeah. and he delivered he delivered again so yeah, he's yeah a good i really, really enjoyed it yeah he is uh squeaker yeah i think you know they did a really good job i would agree with everybody that the like everybody was likable that was supposed to be likable right like the bad guys were truly hateable um in the way they acted but i think for me it was rocket like easy and i 
like hearing everybody else talk about it, I think the fact that I'd never seen it before, any of these, when my first view ever of Rocket Raccoon was just the little baby in the cage, like with his sad eyes. Oh. Like from that moment, that that's who Rocket was to me. And I was like, I want this guy to 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 win and to, you know, get his revenge, whatever, and not die. Like I, I was hanging on everything that was going on with Rocket. Yeah. And I and I think this was a big story for Rocket too, and compared to the others. He he's definitely uh, was one of my favorites and uh uh Vin Diesel, you know, I mean, you know, Groot, you know, he's he I liked his character too, I think. Um but you know, I think every one of them are like <laughs> the voice of Vin Diesel. <laughs> Not saying family. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley, Bradley Cooper and uh, you know, I mean those guys were rocking it with their, their voices. Absolutely. Um it it's amazing how this story sort of develops, you know, and, and the way they bring it in. And like and I think, you know, Carla, you were just talking about that. How, what was your thoughts in the very beginning when the credits were rolling and then and you had all this, you, you know, Carla, you just kind of touched on that. Um, Patrick, what were your thoughts in the very beginning? At the very beginning. So it, it sucks that some people haven't seen all three of the movies. The first movie is about uh, friendship and finding friends in the most unlikely places and pulling together teamwork. The second one's about family. And when this one was starting, I was like, what is this going to be about? And it's kind of about loss and uh, and dealing with grief and dealing with change. And uh, But I didn't know what to expect from the beginning of the movie. I was just like, all right, I know what the other two are about. What's this one going to be about? And I did. I, I openly wept a few times. Uh, not as bad as that other person in the theater who's like, (laughs) 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 it's like that Drax just said Zarg nuts. Why are you Jonathan in your theater too? (laughs) 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 Could be, could be. So I didn't have any expectation from the beginning. I've avoided most of the, uh, trailers and spoilers, uh, ahead of time, which I've been trying to do more and more for movies so yeah i just expected it to be different than the first two and it was and it, it really pulled shit together so. yeah steve from a cinematography standpoint what was your thoughts on that in the very beginning of it the way they shot that i mean well you know come on it's a lot of cgi in certain places i mean that's you know um that's there's a lot of manufactured shots lighting and everything i was taking note of that as i was watching it um but I mean, you know, they, they did some great shooting when they could, um, you know, it was real camera action and, and motivated by different things that they were doing. Yeah. I mean, it was great. There was no, it was all visually great. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have much more detail to go into because it was, I, I mean, it was a lot of manufactured green screen stuff. Green screen, right. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And you but know, it really I- did look good. It, uh, yeah, it looked good. I've been back recently watching old movies like The Keep and stuff like that from, you know, the late 80s. And I'd almost like to see those movies remade with what they can do now because, damn, some of those effects were shite. Yeah. 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 It is truly amazing. It really Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Shit looked good. And, I mean, it was all shot in – I'm understanding it's all shot in Georgia. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. On a red. Um, I don't know which one. It was on a red. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
So, and, and for those of us who don't know what under red means, what does that mean? It was a really nice red carpet. I think. Yeah. Sweet. It's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a manufacturer camera. camera. Yeah. The camera that's called red is a red cinema camera. And, and then gotcha. they have different versions of it. I'm not sure which different one versions. that they had. On. You know, not for me. Because obviously, a, I know what that oh, is. Oh, absolutely. I'm saying You're looking for, our, for all the other Laura's that are listening. For our listeners yeah. who may I not wanna, be. I just want to state for the record that I'm not a red camera fan, but they pulled Ouch. it off in this one. Yeah, it works in this one. I think sometimes it works. Sometimes it can go a little bit too far. In there the, goes another sponsor. The color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had him. We had him. Ed will not sponsor anything, so it won't matter. So. <laughs> In that case, fuck them. Yeah. yeah. They can yeah. go drink some. They can go drink some Willet and go fuck themselves. <laughs> Boy, you are just putting another nail in the Willet coffin with every comment. I yeah, see but- no money coming from them. <laughs> I, I love that. Brad, if you're listening, you. I love you guys. Yeah, we would like to do <laughs> another Willet. Steve may not like you. I love you, Red. <laughs> I, I prefer the black magic. <laughs> Well, I, hear, I hear the camera's not bad either. <laughs> yeah, I actually, Black Magic is actually a pretty high rated um, camera. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. of course, Alexa and all that stuff too. And of course, don't forget the GAF Viewmaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. Now, a word from one of our sponsors. Get ready for an action packed ride with an Assassin's Club. Now streaming on Redbox on Demand. Henry Golden stars as an elite assassin who must kill six targets around the world, only to discover they're also out to kill him. Sam Neill and Naomi Rapace also star in this must-see global trotting action thriller directed by Camille Damare. Stream Assassin's Club instantly on Redbox today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. And now, a special announcement from Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Views expressed by our hosts, mainly Patrick Keenan, are his own and do not represent Adult Beverage Film Podcast as a whole. Yeah, I was fucked up. All right, guys, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> Here's a public announcement. Fuck you. <laughs> um, um, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about all the heartstrings that this movie was uh, pulling on. Uh, Laura, you mentioned the little, the animal, the uh, the cuteness, all the cuteness. There's so much cuteness in this movie, and so many sad eyes. Like what? At you, like, like what? all the baby raccoons, all the otter <laughs> eyes, all the walrus eyes, oh. all the bunny eyes. Man, that bunny was kind of scary looking. I'm just, I'm just gonna come right out and say, <laughs> like. Like that the, fucked, the right? jaws, like I like so sweet. I would t- totally have it as a pet, but like the the jaws, I don't know, scary. But that's you know that's what animal experimentation is all about, apparently. A saw or something. It is. <laughs> and how did you guys feel with the uh, uh, where when you find out that they're actually not going to the perfect world? They're not going to counter Earth. They're just experiments. To be destroyed. Did you think they were really going there anyway? I had hoped. Not rocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he seems special. Like like maybe they were going to keep him around just because of his. Oh, we're going to take the puppy no. to the farm. No, no, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I have a friend who had found the movie very difficult to watch because of the animal testing same. and experimentation. And it, I, I it was hard for me to watch, but at the same time, you have to see that to appreciate the the end of the movie with freeing the animals and freeing the children and freeing everybody. So it's it's you know, yeah. it's all yin yang. It's got yeah. you know, a little balance. It wasn't gratuitous, fun. but you know, no, no. And I think but, you need that to to really sell the point of what was going on. So I I think without it, the story is sort of flat. Um, I think that gives it even more. It ties everything together, and that's the one thing with this. I think this script more so than any of the other ones. I think the script was a better script um, and how the story develops and how it takes place and how, and where everything goes from it. You know, it's got a very nice path with lots of highs and lows, which is what you want. So you can have time for your emotions to kind of go away and come back and you keep getting that nice kind of yin yang, as you're saying, feel to it. I do feel that the, the original volume one script was, was a solid Solid script. I'll give oh, you the, I'll give you volume two. Uh, might be the clunkiest of uh, writing. Just ca- and once again, it's characters that people aren't that. Fa- Eon wasn't, or uh, he's not a character that people are familiar with. So yeah, how'd you guys like Cosmo? That's the important thing. Love Cosmo. Very good dog. Very good. Yeah, I love the dog. The bad dog. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking that should happen very soon in our society right now with the dog being able to do whatever he wants to do. Well, we have that on this show with Patrick. It's working every time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Which brings us full circle to red cameras (laughs) (laughs) and black magic. (laughs) I thought it was cool. Like, you know, obviously there's like humans and different species and stuff, but to have the dog like had that such like a big part at the end, using his mind to connect the ships and then freeing all the animals. I don't know. It was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And the high evolutionary. So I remember him when I was a kid, I had a fantastic four comic book and you guys know who Galactus is. If not, you will, if they make oh, yeah. another fantastic four movie, Galactus is like, what are the, he's the world eater. So he's a villain, obviously. Uh, and I had this one comic book where it's the high evolutionary versus Galactus. And for some reason, when I was a kid, I thought the high evolutionary was like a good guy. I'm like, oh, he's pretty much a good guy. And then in this, you're like, what an absolute dickhole. <laughs> like oh. the ultimate. He's like worse oh. than anybody else. Exactly. I mean, he created Adam Warlock and those people. Uh, but I mean, just- he had a nice turn. A little bit of a nice turn, Adam. That oh, that, that was going to be my next question is how yeah. do you feel? Did you guys feel Adam Warlock was extraneous to the story? Did it work for you? I'll lead. Um, man, I, I thought it was a good segue from the story itself. You know, it kind of gave you a little chapter by itself. But I don't know. I mean, you've seen all the memes of him, his opening scene where he's just his forehead's leaning in and he's just like powerhouse to rocket uh, in that opening opening few moments there but you know I, I thought he was fine I don't think there was a, a ton he really added to the film outside of the fact that he saved Star Lord in that one moment which was like why is right. he flying out there so slowly to get him I don't know uh, but yeah I mean that that part of it was great but everything else was just kind of like oh here comes the the teenager trying to be an adult superhero again 
<laughs> the uh, gold guy with the Muppet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and what was the thing on his... What was that? The thing, the diamond thing on his head. All right, well, all right, I'm going to reveal to you the <laughs> fucked up shit. So Adam Warlock, originally in the comic books, is the one who fought Thanos. Ah. And fought against the Infinity Gauntlet, not Iron Man like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in the comics, Adam Warlock and I think Gamora, Drax, and Puck, who we met at the end of of Eternals, like they created an Infinity Watch to keep an eye on the gems. I think that gem was the soul gem in Adam Warlock's Mm. head, just like the way the Vision had that. It gave me that. And it, it it's, looks like a, yeah. so it's weird when you wrapped up the entire Thanos, you know, phase four and all the end game stuff. It's weird to have the guy from the comic book who fought Thanos all of a sudden show up in the guardians movie. So I'm not sure really where it was going. I don't know if it's going to develop into something else. We could do a, a sequel to this movie without Drax, without Mantis, where it's rocket, and, you know, Groot, Adam Warlock and who was the other one? Was there somebody else there with them at the very end? Craglin. Uh, oh, Craglin yeah. yeah. was there. There you go. Was this the first appearance of Adam Warlock? In the- he yeah. was. He was in the end credits of the volume two, oh, where okay. where that gold woman who's yeah. the head of uh, what did they call him? The Dominion in this? I think the Gold People hmm. had a big role in volume two, bigger role in volume two. Yeah, sort of those they, creatures that Mantis goes, oh, they yeah. just don't, they think we're going to hurt them. Blah, blah, blah. They had a bigger role in uh, volume two. Yeah. I feel like Adam, he kind of just didn't, wasn't used enough maybe. Like he kind of came in at the start and then he was absent for a little while. Like he was on a little bit and then came in at the end to save it. Like I would have maybe liked to see him a little more. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. Or like know his motives maybe. Like. I don't know. He didn't really seem to know his motives. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think he knew what he was have doing there. You know, a lot of times. I mean, that's the way it came off. Um, it was but, almost like he was like a superhero hatched from an egg, and he was like, "What do I do now?" Yeah, <laughs> a cocoon, <clears throat> a, a cocoon, Laura. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of Mort from Orc. You are. You got the most <laughs> by your seventies. Howard TV. the Duck came out of the egg. <laughs> Howard the Duck showed up again. I can't stand Howard the Duck. I'm sorry. Sorry, Seth Green. I used to think Howard the Duck was going to be the end of the Marvel Universe. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? But yeah, he showed up again, didn't he? He did. He did. What else? What else stood out in the movie to you guys? Uh, so Adam Warlock, we're kind of, he might have been a little extraneous, but it's weird when you have somebody like Drax, who's kind of childlike, and Mantis, who's kind of childlike in a lot of ways. And all of a sudden now you've got a, now you've got a gold guy who's mm, kind of childlike and it's just like, all right, we get it. Nobody knows. And you, what the you got Groot. Who's kind of like a teenager now. Yes, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody's and, and, a baby. Yeah. And hitting on Groot real fast. So wait, you're going to hit on Groot. You're going to hit on Groot, man. You you're like, what? Huh? I'll, I'll, I'll just, yeah, just a few words. I'll just speak to him in a few words. I think he'll get it. Woodcock. Yes. <laughs> Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Now a word from one of our sponsors. Now streaming on Redbox On Demand. Leah Gibson, Jonathan Rhines-Myers, and John Voigt star in an action-packed thriller, Mercy, 
facing a mafia takeover of a hospital. An ex-military doctor must rely on her battle-hardened skills as they only hope to save the day. Stream Mercy instantly on Redbox Today, rated R from Paramount Pictures. All right, guys, so Groot in this film, love Groot to death. I didn't understand why he was able to regenerate so quickly in this when in volume two, he was just like a twig the whole film. And in this one, he was decapitated at one point, comes running in, and in the next scene, he's already back, literally in a flash. I didn't understand that. Someone run that by me. Anyone? Okay, do you remember in the first one where they're in that tunnel with all those people that were fighting and Groot... Groot does have some weird control over his body. He made his Absolutely. arms super long yeah. and impaled a bunch of people, whipped them around, but in the next scene, he was back to normal arms. Right. So he can apparently control his size, unlike Squeaker. And uh-huh. um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think my biggest disconnect. <laughs> his built-in line, he can bark whatever he wants. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think it has to do, but I was also surprised by when, you know, his head coming off, and I'm like, Oh, Isn't I haven't it? seen that before, have we? But he's <laughs> he cut gets, pieces of his body off. But he gets John to the root of the problem. Like Thor's... Uh, the, oh, man, Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the line. It's the line speaking. Um, don't forget Thor's new new axe has roots on And like we were yeah. talking about, he's a family tree, you know. Yeah, really branching oh, out tonight. Oh. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like I'm here with a bunch of dads. Would it be nice if we stopped the wood jokes? He is so rooted, remember. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I guess just dads are going to listen to us now. Just leave it alone. So does that answer your question at all, Jonathan? I'm not doing that. Kind of sort of. I guess, I guess the disconnect for me is the fact that he was like a twig the entire volume two and then yeah, became, that, like a, became a gradual. I guess once again. he uh, reaches one, puberty, like, he can control his. Yeah. I loved his, him in the end credit scene when he's just this gigantic. <laughs> yes. Version, you just can't, you the just largest we've him ever all. seen. <laughs> I think that, ha- I think that might've been a, a throwback. Groot originally was a bad character in the comic books like way old old like in one of these uh uh comics like amazing adventures or something type of thing like that it was like king groot and he was a big monster kaiju kaiju groot i think is what they were calling him in the movie but he was a big kaiju i remember them saying that yeah he's a hard root (laughs) oh so i'm like freaking out going what's that squeaking sound and it's fucking birds outside steve's window (laughs) The, the I thought I was, I, I was like, am I moving something that's causing a squeak? It, no, it's, it's fucking it's, Tippy Hedren over there. It's Steve's <laughs> a dating app going off for all the new requests. Tippy Hedren. Every time he has a new request, you get a little bird going, chirp, chirp, chirp. It's all this wood talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they want it in. Yeah. Totally. There's, hey, so, there's a lot of woodpickers out there. So anyone else <laughs> notice the... Uh, Absence of Star Lord's mask in the film. Mm, no, not really. I saw the people on the internet were talking about it. Yeah, I missed it. I love the whole, you know. Isn't that for him impressed. to do? To do like go out in space? Well, what didn't he put it on? He was in space. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he wasn't expecting that to happen when it happened. Yeah. So he I saw where, that uh, thing kind of real like fast. birds. We weren't expecting <clears throat> birds. Yeah. This happen. is true. So I saw James Gunn responded to that, and he was saying it's in his desk drawer in nowhere. He had to get out of there fast, as you know. And uh, 
then he was saying like the rockets that attached to his boots are also uh, kind of left behind in the moment. So that's why he doesn't have either in the film. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Cause the boots would have helped too. So. Yeah. All right. I didn't, I didn't notice any of that cause I'd never seen him. It's like the first this movie. movie so. Ever watched. <laughs> uh, so what'd you guys think about uh counter earth? Terrifying. <laughs> it was like a bad LSD trip, just a terrifying acid trip of earth. I had a moment of flashback of being at a music festival 10 years ago. No, but it did. It did. It kind of, it kind of rocked me a little bit. It was very strange. It was, it was different, but in like a, man, I don't know, like a, like a bird effect. <laughs> I feel that. I feel it. Unleash the power of visual storytelling with Lucky You Films, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We specialize in captivating commercial videos, stunning still photography that tells your brand's unique story. Our creative team collaborates closely with you to understand your goals and aspirations, blending technical finesse and creative flair. From concept to post-production, we're with you every step of the way, creating an unforgettable masterpiece that resonates with your audience. Contact Lucky You Films today and let us bring your brand story to life. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, for me, I felt like it was just a bad acid trip. You know, you show up on a planet and all these animal humanoid freak shit yeah, everywhere. It was so crazy looking to me. Uh, they got along just, with each other. Yeah, it yeah. sounded like a good acid trip to me. Except for those guys like robbing each other in the alley. Yeah, yeah, they like, weren't getting each other along. With baseball bats and dealing the octopus <laughs> man dealing meth sounded great. I, I think <laughs> I worded that wrong. Guys. By the way. They weren't robbing each other. One guy was getting robbed by another guy. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird. It wasn't a usual <laughs> robbing. <laughs> how it usually works, though. It's right. I think yeah. that's called gift giving, guys. I don't. <laughs> it was a white elephant robbery. <laughs> <laughs> The houses and stuff were scary because it's that cookie cutter, yeah, like neighborhood. It almost looked at you guys yeah. if you've ever seen the remake of Dawn of the Dead, also written by uh, James Gunn. And the opening scene is a little suburbs, and it had that cookie cutter type of deal to it. And I got a little scared by that, but I didn't have the same acid flashback that Jonathan had seen. <laughs> uh, and the animals were fun. It was good to see the animals. Well, Carlisle wasn't cl- crawling on top of you, so at that same time while you were watching it, so that's why you didn't have the same effect. Whoa. <laughs> what? That's true. I wasn't crawling all over you. <laughs> it's our new podcast. Okay. That's a new movie experience. <laughs> Squeaker, read that disclaimer again, which <laughs> and just change one of the names. I, I, love, I love the the fact of the, the, the city being kind of like a reality. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting perspective to do because I, I don't think I've ever seen that in anything that's, you know, where they've gone back and they've done that, but also made it different. You know, um, I know there's a couple of shows on you know, TV right now that are trying to do that and kind of a little kind of different re- reality aspects. But it, I thought what was interesting is that the story that happens and unfolds, while they're there and what were your, what were your thoughts on that i thought it was cool that um <laughs> i've been a window back up Steve. <laughs> so, so what you guys been watching <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry kent i didn't understand the question i felt like well the question is basically you yes know, 
without me having to come out and say, you know, it's the relationship with the, with the woman that she, the, the faith and trust. And we talk about this film being a story of trust, helping others, being there for others, all those kind of things. And this is a, was a vital kind of key point in the film because she, they first, you know, come and they're kind of curious and it's also a play on what we would do if we saw aliens come into our planet, right? And see Heck something yeah. different. How would you react to them? And I think that was a, a kind of a social um, statement that he's putting in the in the film in the story of how do you deal with the situation? Do you take them? Do you you bring them in and accept them, or do you are you fighting them? You know, and and that's what kind of goes on during that that process of the the transition from coming in and being curious to being, you know, now we're throwing objects at you to now you're sitting down and having, you know, dinner in a sense. I had a question. Where did the, where did the community of animal people get all those rocks? All of a sudden they're all throwing rocks at them. And I'm like, how rocky the road looked perfectly paved a minute ago. And now everyone's got a rock. Somebody had a, a rock garden nearby. Pet rocks. <laughs> Back to the LSD trip. Uh, so I, I thought the craziest part of it was the only thing that was different were the fact that the people, the humanoids of the what, what was the name of the planet again? It was like Counter Earth. Counter Earth. Counter Earth. Exactly. They everything else was the exact same. They go into the house. There's family photos. They have couches. I mean, everything's the exact same except the visual of the humanoid. So that to me was very like. Edward Scissorhands meets like Back to the Future 2 when Biff's taken over and they come back and it's very uh it's just odd. It just sit it sat with me so strangely in the moment. Um so yeah, LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. kind of feel bad for the rest of the planet that that one little neighborhood got the whole planet destroyed. Well, I mean, he was going to destroy the whole planet anyway. He had yeah. done it before. <laughs> And he would do it again, is what he said. Right. <laughs> very, very bad man. He is not a good dog. Yeah. He is definitely not a good dog. Not a good dog. No. no yeah, but I can't I'm, believe he... I'm sorry, you go. No, you go. Well, I, I can't believe the... Um, what did you call him, Patrick? The guy? The, high evolutionary? The, the high evolutionary. I can't believe he thought... Like, he was trying to create this perfect world. Why did he think suburbs were perfect like why did he think it was not like it was the individual species and not their setup like he didn't change any of the systems we had cars we had suburbs we had shitty cities we had like all the same stuff but you just changed the species but you trained them to be shitty humans or well actually you know the lady proved that some of them were good humans but I mean, like, I don't know why he thought that that was the variable that needed changing. Like, do you see what I mean? That was his whole thing, right? Steve, he, yeah. open your window again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like his whole purpose was to change the way, whatever you want to call them, humans, <clears throat> creatures act, right? Like, that's why yeah. he, the, the evolution sped up is because he hated the way, I guess, humans act. So he was trying to create, like, maybe he liked everything else. Maybe that to him wasn't the well, didn't he say that at one point didn't he say like uh he just wanted to get rid of all the bad stuff and keep the good apparently he had been watching Mad Men and thought yeah. that was all the good stuff 
that was in his thing. Something that's count the suburbs as necessarily. Suburbs good. are great. Yay. Um the weird thing is in the comics, I'm almost sure the high evolutionary started as a human being. You're right. I was gonna ask that. And he sure he, looks like one. Face off there, and he's just he's human. Yeah, he I think he was a human that accidentally got evolved. Cyborg. No, no, no. He got evolved as a, I guess, the next step of humanity where all of a sudden ah. he's super smart. And he, uh, in the comics, he had powers like he could make himself 300 feet tall and shit Whoa. like that. And, wow. Uh, well, so, he did have the purple powers, you know, like the suit. I don't know. Shazam. Oh, I like didn't the, know whether uh, it was the yeah. suit or whether it was him. The telekinesis was... and stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah. weird. So, so James Gunn's approach, he, he just, he did change a lot of stuff that was canon in the comic books because drax used to be a dude like a human named arthur or something like arthur douglas or, or something like that and his wife and child did get killed and someone else came along and put his existence into the body of someone else but made him forget who he was typical comic book stuff you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he he actually was human at one point uh so there you go i think that was the end of my sentence that's very You're obviously all glued to uh to it but i think the high evolutionary once was a human being uh and not to go too far off subject but there's a comic book where thanos had a helicopter pretty far off subject. <laughs> <laughs> was he airwolf he, he a little bit it wasn't even that nice of a helicopter but thanos <laughs> had a helicopter it was used you're used Yes, and abused <laughs> from so, the acid. What, what did you guys podcast. think of the ending, the saving of the kids, and and all yeah. that? Sweet. I wish they wouldn't have gotten saved. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was, it was happy. It was great. <laughs> Leave them behind. Bastard. Squeaker was rooting for the high evolutionary the whole time. That bastard. I thought it was sweet. It was a typical. It was, and it also worked in perfectly for for Drax to be like the father of all the kids. Yeah, because he is. He's a he, good father material. And and I think it also you know it helped in the the whole story of them saving you know you know and they could have like ended it. They came off and you know half the people died, but they you know went back to save all of them. And I think you know that was kind of nice a nice ending to the story i thought and it was all rocket with right. the, uh, saving the animals at first yeah. at first you think he's just gonna save the raccoons and mm -hmm. then he sees all those other animals and he's like right gotta save them all mm -hmm. right it was really touching it was sweet yeah. it's very 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 sweet i definitely had a moment where it was like is he gonna just leave the rest of them he's just saving his own and then yeah. <laughs> it was it was, I think it was we kind all of were like what there was, <laughs> was an awkward moment where you're like he's looking at him don't do that. He's Don't looking at him. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Come on now. Let's let's go. Let's go. But I thought it was a great ship too, you know, and that could have been something where you you know, he he that could have been the end of him. You know? I did have that fear too, that I was like, Oh, everything they went through to save him, and then what if he dies saving other animals and that otter with the metal arms goes, Now is yeah. your time. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You must go back. You must go back. Shout out to Cosmo for saving everybody in that moment. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. Huge, moment, huge moment for the dog. Yeah. The space it's dog. not for Cosmo, but it all would have been lost. Would've I have lost. Cosmo's first appearance in Marvel Comics. Nice. Right. Cool. Very excited. Very excited <laughs> about that. Um, that is cool. Um, so I did have a 
I did not know that this was the final one. Like, obviously, I knew it was the third one, but I didn't know that this was like the planned last one in the trilogy because um, I, I didn't want to read too much about it. I wanted to just kind of go in fresh. Um, so go, were you guys expecting, and girl, were you expecting like maybe someone to die knowing that it's the last one or that they would have like thrown some surprises out there that were going to be like devastating? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Especially because in the second volume, Oh, I don't know if I should tell you because you guys haven't no, seen it. Go for it. Some hey, of just, just say it. Uh, Yandu dies, and Yandu yeah. is very important in Peter's life. Uh, so that was kind of a big deal in the second one. Uh, so yeah, I was like, oh my god, they're going to kill Rocket because the comic books killed off Rocket for mm-hmm. a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, it's a comic book; everyone comes back. Uh, so yeah, I was <laughs> concerned that somebody was going to kick it. Mm-hmm. Or even about- like Nebula, it could have been Nebula. She's grown so much as a character over right. the uh, the Guardian movies and the Avengers. The last two Avenger movies, she's been a pretty big player in she's these movies. Very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like- actually a little shocked that nobody did kick the bucket in this one. You know, you kind of expect it with Rocket. It's kind of the obvious. But then you know they save him. He comes back. He kind of has his heroic story. And then there's Star-Lord, and you're like, there's no way they're killing off him. No. And in no. that moment, you're like, well, maybe he'll do a uh, Princess Leia Poppins, and he'll beam himself back somehow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Princess Leia Poppins. <laughs> I have never heard that one. This podcast either. has been brought to you by LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping Jonathan together. Yes. And the Star Wars franchise. Four decades. <laughs> Since 1977. <laughs> Were you surprised there was no cameos? I don't know. If, is that normally a thing that they do in the Guardians movies where like another Marvel superhero will appear? Guardians has been a little bit, because it's out in deep space, it's been kind of segmented. Yeah. From, you know, it's been, it's been separate from a lot of that. Stuff I'm sure you could have tossed somebody in there, but uh, we would all be like, "Oh, that was just a fucking <laughs> cameo for no." How was the duck? I don't yeah, think there was how the duck is in table this. full of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of those people playing poker were throwbacks to the other movies characters that have been in. So uh, it worked for that. But if all of a sudden, like, if Captain Marvel just showed up and she's like, "Hey guys, what you doing?" It, I think people would have been pissed. They would have been yeah. like, "What the fuck? Get out of get get in your own movie." I don't think they had to do that. And that's the thing, you know, and the other ones you do that to kind of, you know, spruce up the, the, the forest there. And then in this situation, there's no reason to, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's already there. You got a quality. I mean, it's a, this is a phenomenal three trilogy of, 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 you know, superhero movies. I mean, I can't think of anything that has, in my opinion, stands with this it's got you know it's got comic it's got you know heart it's got and and i think they just tied it together so well and you know which is amazing because uh james gunn did the second suicide squad Mm -hmm. and i just didn't dig it didn't like it and uh i usually like his writing uh and stuff i liked it back what was that movie super with rain wilson and uh 
Elliot Page mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, Slither, Slither was a lot of fun. Uh, I love the script to the Dawn of the Dead remake. I thought that had a lot of heart to, for a zombie movie. Uh, no puns. And uh, all the Guardian movies <laughs> were just amazing. But the second Suicide Squad, I was just like, oh, okay. That happened. So I don't know. I don't know. I think he does really well with certain themes and stuff. Although Suicide Squad might have been building on that theme of, you know, unlikely friends. I don't know. I don't fucking know what it was about, really. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. (laughs) Dig it. So what do you guys think about the uh, end credits? And and do you think it was necessary or do you think it was uh, unnecessary? I think we need to explain the first end credit. So that Laura, who was like, I've got a tinkle and left, <laughs> knows did. what we're talking about. I like how the end left part was still in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaker, why don't you explain that first uh, uh, end credit scene to Laura? Yeah. So that's, was that the new, the new squad that was like Rocket leading? Yeah. So you had Rocket. And- oh, okay. I did see that one. I saw that okay. one. Oh, you did see okay. that. So I did see that one. And I thought that was good because it, it, <clears throat> it, it for nerds, comic book nerds like me, goes, oh, the Guardians still exist in some form. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't have another movie, they could appear and stuff. And Warlock is now part of the the group, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. 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 I thought that yeah. was fun. Would they carry a movie, those that new group? Like if they said, All right, we're gonna make a standalone Guardians movie with that as the squad, would people watch it and care? I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Uh, I think a TV series maybe. Ooh, I think they would like more that. interesting. No, that is a cute idea. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Call them Infinity Watch, like the comic books. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Oh. And, although Infinity Watch had Gamora and Drax, so never mind. We'll call it something else. Dregs. We'll just call it Dregs. Now, I like that scene, and it gives us hope that the, the group still exists in some form, and Rocket's not alone, and Groot's not alone, and Adam Warlock has some people to watch out for him, and a dog. <laughs> Cosmo, stop. Cosmo <laughs> agrees. Um, Good dog. Uh, what about that second end credit scene? Yeah, this is the one I didn't see. I saw it, and I think somebody still has to explain it to me. I, me Ooh. too, because I'm not sure what that was supposed to symbolize or whether it was supposed to say that it was he was living a normal life now, and that's what he's gone to do. I, I, I'm not sure about that one. And you know, some about cutting the grass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, with his 90 year old, uh, you know, grandfather who looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in all three movies. So in the last one, they flashed to Earth with uh, all the the weird spores blowing up, huge, and you got to see him in his car again. He's a James Gunn uh, stable actor. Actor in his stable, not stable as compared to unstable. <laughs> More animal cruelty, <laughs> I see. All actors are <laughs> unstable. They keep him in a stable? What? That's, yes, they that's what they do. Every couple of They're horse people. <laughs> They're horse people, Laura. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really get that second end credit. I just, I guess, oh, Star-Lord's going to be normal for a little while and eat breakfast cereal. What kind they of breakfast cereal? Cut some grass. You know, I'll, I'll have to. Cocoa Puffs? I'll get back to you when I watch it again. Oh, no, it was Magic Spoon. 
the cereal. Oh, fuck a magic spoon. It's like $9 a box. Magic I'm sorry. Magic I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you, why do you guys all know what magic spoon Now we lost magic spoon. Uh, now we've lost another sponsor. Yeah. Is that a real cereal? It is. Or is that like the Walmart brand? No, oh, it's no. a Walmart. It's no. a Target brand. It's, it's not by yeah. Target, but you can buy it there. Oh, it's up and up. Or was it Gather in something? What's it? What's Target? Didn't Gather. Thank you. Didn't Gather in. No yeah. So, Kent, did you have any ideas about that second end credit or no? I mean, that's the only thing I could think is it was trying to make it like he was in the real world and that that was kind of, you know, this was him right. living a normal life of like what, you know, the average person. That's the only thing that I could grasp out of it uh you know i think the whole you know who's cutting the grass kind of thing was just just a, and them reading the newspapers like this is you know he's settling into a kind of a real life and that's kind of my aspect of it okay so it was pointless yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i didn't stick around no i mean i think i think i think kent and i actually even went i don't know what that's we kind of looked at each right. other and it was kind of like, uh, okay, all right, okay, all right. I think what it was too, it's it's like holding on to hope that Star Lord's still going to be around, right? So it's like he's not gone completely, although right. he's not the leader of the pack anymore. We can still hope for him in the future because it's like, stay tuned, the legendary Star Lord will be back. Cutting so that, grass. that was fun. I don't know, Star Lord. I mean, he did it for me. I liked him a whole lot. <laughs> I thought he was great in the trilogy. Oh, I like and, the I like the character too. I just yeah. I feel like he, in his mind, he might be done. Ah, uh, the actor that is Chris Pratt's mind. Yeah, maybe that's the case. It's his way of retiring him, and the others could still go on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I know Drax was done with uh, or, yeah. uh, Dave Batista was like, or oh, I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, everyone everyone could come back again. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Tony Stark Money- showed up again. Money changes all kinds of things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And it's comic books. So, yeah. so I would like go. to give a, a shout out to Grandma Quill. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte actor, Karen Abercrombie. Yeah. Definitely. So cool seeing her on the big screen. Yeah, she did a great job on there. It was awesome to see her. So, yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's, she's great. A wonderful Love lady. Her. Wonderful lady. Was she cutting the grass? No, nah, she wasn't cutting the grass. She could. <laughs> no. Nah. Where was she when Quill was eating breakfast? Yeah, it was grass. It talked about grass. No, it wasn't. Cut in the grass. So anyway, what you been watching? Yeah, it's that time of day when we get to talk about what we've been watching. So uh, time of day. Guys, it's it's seven thirty. Let's talk about what we've been watching. So Laura, what what have you been watching? Okay, so. I've been watching a lot of the same crap that I always watch, but I did watch three really horrific documentary shows. Oh. The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, the Sounds Duggar good. documentary. I don't know if you guys know about the um, the family behind 19 Kids and Counting. That shit is super fucked up. Highly recommend. Um, and the Jared from Subway documentary. Oh, I went. You almost have to take a bath afterwards. I felt, ah, so I felt afterwards. sick. Why are you oh. watching these things? It sounds horrible. I I'm into true crime. Yeah. I start. I watched the first episode of 
is it called House of Hammer? Yeah, and I, I was haven't so, seen that one yet. I was so like ew that I have MC Hammer, Army Hammer, Army oh. Hammer, yeah, yes. Army Hammer, mm, Arm and Hammer. Army. No, it's Army. not that good. No, it's bad. Army is bad. All right, so real crime from yeah, yeah, true crime. Yeah, uh, Squeaker, what you been watching? So I started rewatching only for the second time Lost a few weeks ago. <laughs> so I've just been like every free free time i've just been watching episodes just to power through it and i don't know i liked it about the same as last time it, it really falls off towards the end like it's did you finish it, it um, the first time i did yeah so you saw the finale yeah yeah and it's you know it's it has some good moments it has some really poor moments but it's it's fun overall it's yeah like, and it's been lost and so um what's been going what have you been watching over there uh, jonathan yeah. That's yeah. it, just one. I just say <laughs> That's one. all you get. <laughs> no, we're coming what? back to Squeaker. Come back to you. you Jeez, you, you did watch it Lost again. Um, <laughs> I, not that, not that he needs my help, but I want to shout out. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Anybody watch that on Netflix? I haven't well, seen it, but really it looks pretty oh. good. It's yeah. so it's so silly and dumb at times, but it's it's just so funny too. Like I told Jonathan, I would if he said I hate this, it's not for me. I'd say, yeah, I get it. Like it's not for everybody, but it's when it's funny, it is so funny. <laughs> it's kind of um, like this podcast. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's wait, it's for somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last thing, man, that show manifest. I think I've talked about it a few times on here. <laughs> That plane it was show. recommended to me. <gasps> it's the worst. It's probably the worst acted show I've ever seen in my life. It is so bad. I can't wait to start it. <laughs> Even people I know with bad taste still hate that show. The last 10 episodes. I mean, the whole series has been bad, but the last 10 episodes just really fell off a cliff. There were more than 10 episodes? Oh, God. There are several yeah. seasons of this show, aren't oh, there? Oh, no. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Netflix saved it. It got canceled by NBC, and Netflix said, "Nope, we're going to bring it back." Oh shit! Somebody's yeah. got to be watching it, right? I think everyone you must be hate watching it. It is so bad. Well, hate watch. That I do a lot of hate watching. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan, what you been watching? Man, I've just been watching a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. All over the map, man. Netflix, <laughs> Disney, Hulu, just whatever I feel stuff. like. It's good stuff. Uh, no, I did watch the um, the show Carlisle was just talking about. He introduced it to me recently. Manifest? Uh, it, no. That's not what? interesting. <laughs> I think you should leave. Never <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> never, no, never really, Patrick. I think you should leave. Just, just stuff <laughs> He's watching Lost uh, with Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins show. Oh, uh, okay. Stuff it. 50-50. 50, I'm like busting out loud. Hilarious. And the other half, I'm like, I don't get it. But it's it's definitely worth a watch. Give it a shot. I hear the uh, I hear the newest seasons really something else. So I got to check those out. But uh, other than Guardians three, volume three, uh, saw the Little Mermaid recently. Just because mm. I'm a, I grew up with the uh, the cartoons and uh, big Disney fan all around. But yeah, that's like a, a that's a LSD different conversation. Trip. Yeah, like I mean that's that's the great thing about Disney. You know, you pop in any generation of films from Disney Plus, and it's an acid trip. <laughs> Without the Ooh. acid, you don't need Ooh. it. You just watch Ooh. it. How about mushrooms? Uh, different trip. That's more. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's earthier. That's more grounded. Yes, yes. Wait, so did you <laughs> like the new one? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I prefer the original just because I grew up with that. It's in my DNA to 
know those songs and how the rhythm of that one played out, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, all the actors. I thought they did a, a fairly good job. There's only a few, uh, you know, a few things I didn't like about it. There's a new song that they introduced and it's like this rap and it just completely stops the movie in its tracks. And you're just like, why wasn't this edited out? It completely <laughs> took me away from what was going on. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's uh, enjoyable. I'll leave it at that. Enjoyable Beautiful. film. Yeah. Steve, anything you've been watching lately? Yeah, on Netflix. Uh, there was a, like this trilogy series uh, called Baston. It was shot in Spain. It's got good audio overdubs. Um, it's B-A-Z-T-A-N. Hmm. Trilogy. It's three parts, three different movies. They're very long, each one. I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's, um, you know, serial killer kind of thing. And, Ooh, um, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's very, uh, and they tie into like some kind of, um, you know, myth, you know, very deep uh, witchcraft kind of thing uh, with the serial killers. And like I said, the audio dubs are good. The production is really good. I felt like the acting is a little over much is it's a full of drama from the spanish you know point of view it's just drama oh but <laughs> otherwise it's it's really good that's good all right uh yeah. patrick anything you've been awesome. watching i did watch uh ant-man and the wasp finally quadrophenia quadromania quadra quadrophenia is the who album. oh that's right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I, I, I have seen that too uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I thought it was fun. No, no big shakes. It served its purpose, but it, entertaining. Can't you and I got to see Nine Queens over at Independent Picture right. House. That and awesome. that I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for a, where is it? Argentinian? Argentinian. Yeah. Argentinian. But the biggest thing I've been watching is, so uh, Ted Lasso ended. Uh, I'm so uh, looking forward to watching ago. Ago. It's okay. the first time I've ever watched a finale of a show and went, I immediately need to watch this entire series again. Yeah. So I just finished the second watching last night, uh, second or Friday night. I don't know what the hell today is. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of Ted Lasso and I'm starting to stick some Apple shows in there, like the new Seth Rogen uh platonic maybe yeah, it's called yeah, and yeah, uh I started watching that and i think i'm caught up so the new uh tom holland show uh, uh i almost started that and i haven't started that one yet i forgot what it's called already um but you know he's got a lot of people in his head yeah so, <laughs> so there you go there you go and some well, soccer i'm watching some soccer you know i've been going into this little korean yeah delve i've been lately and i, I, I kind of came across this movie called deliver us from evil um and it's with Wan chong one uh, hopefully i don't mess this up Wan chong hong is the director and uh just really really cool ex-government assassin kind of story with kidnappings and just really a phenomenal movie and i mean i, I mean i was blown away with it um highly rated on imbd already uh and it should be because it's so <laughs> it is imdb is there yes, a problem with that that you laugh at every time because that's not I what laugh because that's not time, what you no. said <laughs> oh, okay, well, uh, I, oh, I might have might have mumbled it there maybe um but uh yeah and it's just a you know it's a fun action-packed story with this kind of undercurrent 
underneath it that kind of, I don't want to give away too much because it's the ending is really impactful. Um, and then I watched a film that I kind of snuck past was a uh, mayhem um, with uh, Stephen. I don't know how you say his name. Tune Stephen Tune from the walking dead. I think that's it. Stephen Yoon. Yoon. Is it Yoon? You, is it? It. Yeah. Um, and Samara we- weaving is in it. And um, uh, so in it, it's a just, it's a crazy kind of like virus takes place in one building built around the whole office workspace with a virus that takes place in it. They have eight hours for it to, um, before it's, it's quarantined before the corn, the, the virus kind of rolls oh. off and starts to become normal again, but it's just a fun action kind of film. Um, and, and just every time you turn around, there's a, just something exciting that's happening. And, and I was surprised. I, it was a, it was a good little, Four ninety nine buy on uh, uh, for me. So those have been the couple that I've been watching lately, and uh, yeah, just been kind of digging down into some. Well, you went out last night, didn't you? Yeah, well, I did last night. And saw yeah, I mean, I've seen a bunch of other stuff too, but um, saw the angry uh, uh, black, black girl, girl and a monster. monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was which was made in Charlotte. So big shout out to the whole crew that worked on it. Um, you know. I'm a big Frankenstein fan, so uh, it, it didn't hit me as well as it might have hit other people that were um, watching it. But uh, it, it's entertaining. So, yeah. Everybody, okay. That's uh, yeah. it. Um, cool. So, I guess we've kind of covered it. And, uh, Steve, we want to thank you for being on here. Yeah. And, and, Jonathan, for getting to come back before your seven-year uh, hiatus. Uh, so we can, uh, no, he was four weeks ago. He was like, wasn't he here just the last one? Yeah, but we told him it was going to be seven years. Oh, seven. I don't listen to us. Yeah. What we say. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Glad to be back. Glad to be I can back. tell Thank every you. time yeah. I say something and you just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> saying forget who you are each yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> I need to introduce myself every time. That's right. Yeah. That's, it's really, that's why we introduce everybody in the beginning because Sorry. we know they won't remember who we are. So. <laughs> Carlisle, who's Carlisle? Oh, we have in Squeaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, it's been great, and we we're so thankful to have uh, everybody on here. And uh, go see and- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, still at a theater go- near you. That's go exactly see. it. And you might go- want to see Fast X before it's out of the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you say Gas X before? Fast X. Well, no, I see Gas X a lot. Fast X, <laughs> I probably won't see until it's on streaming. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a great show. We want to thank everybody. Uh, Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, uh, tell your friends about it and our podcast and the movie, you know, and uh, get out and see some films. And thanks again. Bye. 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 Like having a drink and talking films? Yup. The Adult Beverage Film Podcast is your go-to podcast. Join the conversation and listen to film industry producers, actors, directors, writers, share all of their experiences in the film industry. Expand your mind into films you've already seen. Plus find new films to watch in the future. Visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to Adult Beverage Film Podcast episodes today.